there is no more uh, of a perfect opportunity to preach on what I'm about to share than today. So uh, I've got a long way to go and a short time to get there because we're going to go serve our community. But I believe that this falls so perfect as this is Pentecost Sunday. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that because it's so important. See, religion will kill you. Relationship with Jesus by the Spirit that He gives you will give you life. And it is that, North Lake, that we are about to go and share with our community. Make no mistake about it. In the scripture we're about to read, as Jesus encounters religion, He baffles them because He is full of the Spirit of God. And religion never knows what to do with someone filled with the Spirit. <laughs> they just don't know what to do with it. So let's talk about that. And we are going to look at, uh, at the Gospel of Luke, chapter 13. We're going to go there. If you have your Bible, please uh, hold it up. Let's get ready. This book is my all-sufficient guide for faith and conduct. Now, I want to give you a little bit of a background on Pentecost. Pentecost is when the Holy Spirit fell. Acts 1.8 says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be witnesses. That's what we have been called to be, North Lake, is witnesses for Jesus. And how do we do that? We do not do that in our own power. We do it under the power of the Holy Spirit. If you're here and you have uh, not had a chance to receive Jesus into your heart, I tell you this. Until you do, you will be empty. You can fill your heart with all kinds of religion, all kinds of even the knowledge of the Word of God. But until you have had an encounter with the living God in our body, born again, you will not experience life in Jesus' name. And that's what it's all about, is experiencing life in the name of Jesus. So that's what happened on the day of Pentecost. But in the book of John chapter 1, John the Baptist talks about the Holy Spirit descending upon Jesus as a dove. And it filled him with all of the fullness of the Spirit. Now, Jesus was perfect. We know he was holy. There was no sin in him. Even though we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we know that we are jars of clay. We are not perfect. But I tell you, the only way we will ever have an effective witness for Jesus in this world is by the power of the Holy Spirit. Because the Spirit of God is able to set people free. So that's what I want to talk to you about. Let's look. Jesus encounters. We're looking at Luke's gospel, chapter 13. We're going to look at verses 10 through 17. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who for 18 years had a sickness caused by a spirit. And she was bent double and could not straighten up at all. And when Jesus saw her, he called her over and said to her, Woman, you are freed from your sickness. 
And he laid his hands upon her, and immediately she was made erect again and began glorifying God. And the synagogue official, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, began saying to the multitudes in response, There are six days in which work should be done. Therefore, come during them and get healed, and not on the Sabbath day. But the Lord answered him and said, You hypocrites, don't each, does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or donkey from the stall and lead him away to water him? And this woman, a daughter of Abraham as she is, whom uh, Satan has bound for 18 long years... Should she not have been released from this bond on the Sabbath day? As he said this, all his opponents were being humiliated. And the entire multitude was rejoicing over the glorious things being done by him. Praise the Lord! This is what I'm talking about. When Jesus is present, anything is possible. When religion is present, it's dead as a doornail. When Jesus is there, when the Spirit of God is there, there's life, there's salvation, there's deliverance. When religion is prevailing, all you get is what the official gave, indignation. See, we, we, the, the, the flesh, our flesh, loves to puff itself up, loves to talk about how much we know, loves to talk about how, how refined we are, how much better we are than the other person. But in the Spirit of God, all of that is broken. And all we do is come in humility, and what we do is we point to Jesus and say, look what God has done. I am only a miracle because of His grace. I am only a miracle because of his power. I am only a miracle because his spirit has given me life. Hallelujah. So here's the point. Very clearly. Woo. Jumped ahead a little bit. It's all right. Some sickness is caused by Satan. Very clearly, the scripture says. Now, let me refine that because here is where sometimes we read in the scripture and we'll take a spot and make it a mandate. Not every sickness is from Satan. This sickness happened to be caused by a spirit, Jesus said. That was the reason for her cause. And let me tell you something about that. Religion does not know what to do with either sickness or Satan. It can't do anything with either. Religion, all it does is sit there and try to look good while Satan and sickness has a rampage. Because there's no power. Uh, Timothy puts it this way in 3.5. When we have a form of godliness and deny its power. 
He says that will happen in the last days. I say, let's be a church of the book of Acts in the last days. I say, let's be the church that is filled with the power of the Spirit of God. As we go out today, North Lake, make no mistake about it. It's Pentecost. So as you are ministering, if Jesus sets apart someone to come up to you that needs to be ministered, by all means, minister the spirit of the living God to them. Hallelujah. And in fact, sometimes religion makes it worse. So, let's move on. Religion is always indignant as Jesus does the impossible. <laughs> do, do you see this official? Here Jesus heals on the Sabbath. And all he can say is, you should have come on Friday or Monday or Sunday or some other day, but not this day. Wow. Sometimes we get in a religious rut. Sometimes we think God has to work within our box of religion or the way we think it ought to happen. It's not the only place this happened. When, when even Naaman was down and went down to dip in the river, he said, surely I thought the prophet of God would come out and wave his hand over my head or something. The prophet sent his servant and just said, go dip in the Jordan seven times. It made Naaman indignant. He became, he was, what, what, isn't there cleaner rivers I can dip in? See, when the Spirit of God is moving, when the Spirit of God speaks to us, understand, God's ways are not our ways. Why does God do it that way? Because he doesn't want our flesh to glory in his presence. And if we can figure out a way to do it, we'll glory in God's presence. We'll talk about how great we were. We'll talk about how wonderful our plan worked. God wants our obedience. God wants us just to be obedient. So here he says, Look, you yourself go and untie your own donkey on the Sabbath to lead it to water. Shouldn't this one, shouldn't this one who has been bound for so long, and that's how Jesus emphasizes it, so long. Guys, as we go out into our community today, make no mistake about it. There are people who put on a great facade, but they're under great bondage. Some of them have incredible, wonderful uh, blessings, but they're still in need. They're empty. There's something gnawing on the inside of them, and they can't fulfill it. They need Jesus. Here's what I will tell you. People, not all, but it says the multitude did respond to the true Jesus. The religion didn't respond to Jesus, but the people that saw what Jesus was really doing responded. 
And may I tell you today, that will happen today. As you are going out again, I encourage you, yes, we're going to serve our community, but look for people who need Jesus. Look for people who need to be prayed for, encouraged. Don't do it under your strength. Do it under the power of the Holy Spirit. Do it under the power of His Spirit. Praise the Lord. Well, I've got to move. Because <laughs> I'm running out of time. But do you see how important this message is? Being right here on this day. This is Pentecost. It's the day we celebrate the Spirit of God coming. And that is what saves us, by the way, from religion. That is what will save us from the, uh, being under the law, if we could say. Look, none of us are going to be righteous by under the law. We're only righteous in His righteousness. Amen? So Jesus says this at the end. He says to the lady, woman, you are freed. You're freed. Now, John's gospel, 1010, puts it this way. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. Some, uh, some translations will say more abundantly. If, you're, if that's, that's good, translations are great. I love life to the full. I, I mean, I, I want life to the full. I've had people say, you know, don't you want to do this or that? I said, why would I want to go back to that when I have the real thing? Why would I want a cheap imitation when I can have the Spirit of God? No wonder, no wonder, no wonder the Bible says in Ephesians 5.18, don't get drunk with wine, instead be filled with the Spirit of God. Don't settle for a cheap imitation. Here's the point. Jesus comes to destroy the works of Satan. That's what he did. The first work of Satan is sin. The greatest thing that Jesus will ever destroy or you're in my life is sin. To be freed from the bondage of sin. Now yes, Jesus brings healing mentally, emotionally, physically, all of those things. But don't forget the greatest gift is salvation. The greatest gift is that you have had your sins erased, not just covered, but separated as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered again. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Here's the point. Religion has lots of form and rules, but no power to do anything. 2 Timothy 3.5 puts it this way. You have a form of godliness, but you deny its power. In other words, proof is in the pudding. And so Northlake, I say to you, as we're going out to minister today, don't just be concentrated. Yes, we're going to be beautifying our city. That's a wonderful thing. And God again says... Bless the city you're in, in Jeremiah. Because he says, if you bless the city, it will also bless you. So that's biblical. 
But understand, the greatest blessing is when Jesus sets someone free. The greatest blessing is when the Spirit of God is working in us. The greatest blessing is not that we're going out in religion to check off that we have done the cemetery once more this year. The beauty of it is in the power of the Spirit. We are praying, Lord, open a door for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, open a door that I can lay my hands on somebody if they're willing and pray for them. Open a door that I can... See the power of God revealed in someone's life. Because that's what the world needs. And on the day of Pentecost, when the Spirit came, and by the way, in case you're wondering, yeah, Jesus did all that though. I'm I'm a little uncomfortable, Pastor. Jesus did that. But really, can I do that? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You say, you say, how can that happen? Here's how it happens. Here's how it happens. Jesus says in John's Gospel 2021, As the Father has sent me, so I'm sending you. As the Father sent me. How did the Father send Jesus? To seek and to save what was lost. What was Jesus' emphasis? It said he saw the multitudes like sheep without a shepherd, helpless and harassed. As we're going out, North Lake, look and see. Ask the Lord, God, show me someone that needs to be encouraged, someone that needs to be have a word of wisdom or knowledge or maybe the gift of healing going to happen. Guys, let's believe that the Spirit of God is going to move. Let's believe that Jesus is going to show up as we go out. I will tell you, that's really where the church is. We're gathered here to get instructed, to be encouraged, so we can go out. And I I don't mean to put a guilt trip on anybody, but I am going to ask If the Holy Spirit is nailing your hide to the barn, let him do it. If you think by coming here to this building, you've had church, rearrange your paradigm. You have not had church. You're to be the church. You're to go out and minister in the power of the Spirit. The gifts are not for an elite few. The gifts are for every believer. They're for everyone. And so as we get ready, let's go in the power of the Spirit. Let's go in the power of His name. Let's go under His anointing. Bow your head with me. I know this has been a quick message, but I always want to give an invitation. Is there anyone here you would say, Pastor Brian, something has gripped me. I need Jesus. I don't know if I'm right with God. I want to give you that opportunity.
Anyone here, you would say, yes, I need to make something right with God. Would you slip your hand up? Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I see that hand. Thank you. Anyone else? I'm just going to be just looking a little bit more here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Then I would say this. Guys, God is calling us like never before to step out of these four walls and be the church. The community of Camus, as blessed as it is, and as beautiful as an area that we are in, people need Jesus Christ. They got all kinds of toys. They got all kinds of comforts. But they are lacking the one thing that they desperately need. I've heard some statistics in Clark County that literally with 400,000 people that maybe 85% are gathered and a part of a body of a church somewhere. You realize that means 70 possibly, even if you look at 65% have nowhere to call home. They're not going anywhere. Now, you may say, yeah, but a lot of them are saved. Then why aren't they being part of a church to fulfill the biblical mandate? <laughs> See, there's that too. <laughs> so they may be okay, but they're not being the church. <laughs> we need to be the church. <laughs> Hallelujah. Lord, in Jesus' name, right now I pray over us as we are getting ready to go. God, I pray in Jesus' name that you would encourage us. God, I pray in Jesus' name that you would equip us. Yes, God, we're going to do work physically, but God, I pray we would open our eyes spiritually. I pray, Lord, if there is anyone there that needs to be ministered to by the power of the Holy Spirit, that we would say, Lord, here am I, send me. Here am I, Lord, I'll just be obedient. Here I am, Lord, I'm going to do your will. Because, God, that's what you've called the church to do. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If you raised your hand, I'll make sure that I connect with you before we leave this place. But I'm going to turn this over uh, to Brian Pinch. He is going to come and give us some direction as going out. Uh, going out and... Uh, Praise the Lord for the opportunity to go.